It's time for another episode of Tucson Means Business, featuring Tucson's top entrepreneurs and leaders in the business world. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another Tucson Means Business. And boy, do we have a wonderful guest today. You're going to enjoy the show. First of all, though, thanks to the 49ers Golf and Country Club. The 49ers Golf and Country Club. What a name that is and what a place it is. The rebirth. Out of the Phoenix comes the ashes or was it the other way around? It's a beautiful course now. And the restaurant, the brand new gym. Add to that the wonderful pavilion where lots of things are going on. Like what? Well, there's parties and bar mitzvahs and there's all sorts of things. There's weddings and showers for ladies and you name it you can do it at the 49ers and thanks to them Tucson Means Business gets to air all around the globe so thank you Casey and thank you team now today I'm Mark Bishop and welcome we've got Liz Pocock from who is the CEO by the way of Startup Tucson uh, Dre Vocal um Vocal. 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 Got it right. Very vocal. Uh, Festival director of 10 West and Startup Tucson. Um, Emile Tremblay. We met some time ago. He's the CEO and co-founder of Signet. Great to be here. Yeah. That's exactly right. Great to see you again, Emile. Tommy couldn't make it, but Tommy is the COO and co-founder of Signet. Correct. And your buddy. And so, hi, Tommy. Whatever you may be doing, great job with what you've done with Signet, okay? I promise you we won't slander you today. Woo, Tommy! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Startup Tucson. What the heck is it? Well, it's working to transform the region's economy. How? Through entrepreneurship and innovation. This is marvelous. You see, you can have all the dreams in the world, but if you're not being directed correctly or helped correctly, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's why you need Startup Tucson. They offer each entrepreneur customized education strategies and one-to-one support to help companies grow. It's no matter where they start, through discovery and networking events, educational programming, and a free membership hub called the Startup Tucson Network. They're also known for two of their larger regional ecosystem building events, 10 West Festival of Innovation and Idea Funding. Doesn't that sound yummy? I tell you what. Liz Pocock, CEO of Startup Tucson. What is the 10 West Impact Festival supposed to do? Tell me, Liz. Yeah, so 10 West helps the curious and impassioned solve the great economic, social, cultural, and environmental challenges that are facing our communities today. Um, We have 10 days of exhibits talks, interactive experiences, and we bring national experts and local heroes to inspire um, and create connections that empower our audience to actually act and take the next step. Sounds like a heck of a lot, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is a lot. Liz Pocock, CEO of Startup Tucson and 10 West. You're passionate about the Tucson community. I am. And you are and engaged (laughs) in creating opportunities for entrepreneurship and innovation as the CEO of Startup Tucson and 10 West. So I would love to give you a big welcome to our network. Thank you. Okay. You've had more than seven years of experience in nonprofit organizational management, mm-hmm. and you do believe in building strong programs focused around the needs of Tucson businesses and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of you. And to ensure that the organization grows and delivers on its mission to help Tucson strive. 
Would that be a fair assessment of you? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment of me. I'll also add that I'm a retired attorney, if that <laughs> that helps helps or hurts me. Yeah, well, you are a lawyer by training. Does, uh, does it help you? Must help you, of course. It, it does help me in this position. I just mean, does it help you or hurt you with your network? Uh, well, that would depend. And uh, graduate of the University of Arizona, Bear Down College of Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you enjoy helping local businesses and individuals think critically. Mm-hmm. and connect with mentors and advocates within their community to reach their goals. Is this why you feel that uh, Startup Tucson is the perfect place for you to be right now in your life, Liz? I do. I think it is the perfect place. So I really enjoy uh, helping entrepreneurs and startups um, really take that next step. So it can be really hard trying to find how you're going to navigate everything that exists in the business world. And there's a lot of really great help that exists here in Tucson and a lot of people that want to help you take that next step. Mm. And so I like to sit at that that intersection and really help people find the resources that they need. Well, you've been part of the leadership team for the annual 10 West Impact Festival mm-hmm. uh, for over four years now, mm-hmm. and you've helped shape the festival into what it is today. Also a member of the Downtown Tucson Partnership Board of Directors yep. and co-chair of their Urban Innovation and Emerging Technology Committee. A mouthful. you find time to do all of this stuff? That one's really fun. We get to uh, help DTP evaluate uh, when we're bringing new technologies into our downtown urban core. So mm-hmm. one example is the scooter project that's coming. Yes, so cool. uh, we got to help kind of prepare a position paper for DTP on what that would, how that would impact our community and if we thought we should have scooters and if we were going to do the pilot, what that would look like. So it's pretty fun. It all kind of overlaps. Well, it's going to be interesting when you're looking at other countries too with the scooter business. Yep. I think France at the moment is having a big problem. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you're too smart. You won't <laughs> let that happen here in a little old time. So. <laughs> uh, what is a Google Woman Tech Maker ambassador? Yeah. So Google Women Tech Makers is a group that helps uh, women in tech kind of Uh, find their community and take their next step to um, either get involved or grow their skills. And so I am an ambassador for that program, uh, meaning we help create some of these tech opportunities for women here in our community. All righty. What about as a member of SPDC of Southern Arizona's advisory group? What do you do uh, when you get involved with that one? What's that all about? Yeah, so that's the Small Business Development Center. And so while we help startups, um, we also help uh, startups transition into being grown-up businesses. And so um, as As a part of that advisory council, I help SBDC think about how we kind of bridge the gap between those two services. You're originally from Needles? Yeah. Do you know where that is? Never. <laughs> so Needles, California. California. sounds sharp, though. It's very small. <laughs> so Needles, California is a small town on All the right. California-Arizona-Nevada border. So that's where I grew up. All right. This is a tricky one. Now, I looked at your husband's name. Oh, the first thing okay. I thought of. Yeah, here we go. Well, hang, on, hang on. The first thing I thought of was the tennis player, Bjorn Vorg, right? Uh-huh. And uh, Bjorn Vin? Bjorkvin. Bjorkvin. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Now, this one got me. Scoodle. A schnoodle. Schnoodle. That's my dog. Yeah. He's a hashtag genuine dog. We'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, your heart's in the right place. You've been here 10 years. Mm -hmm. And Tucson is your home. Yeah. 10 years this month. Oh. Yeah. Big party going on. Look out, Pocock. Mm -hmm. Dre Vocal. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. That's good. Festival Director of 10 West and Startup Tucson. Welcome, Dre. What does the Programs and Events Director have to do overall? Yeah, so um, my role... Everything. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a little bit of everything, really. Um, So 
my background is is designing programs to create impact. Um, and so what I was really excited about at Startup Tucson was really having some time to think about what is it that this community of entrepreneurs needs and how can we provide the right amount of, of education, of mentoring, of support to do this sort of wraparound, customized support that is very unusual. It's really exciting. Um, we're one of the only organizations in the whole country that's working this way. Um, we actually get calls from around the country saying, what is it that you're doing in Tucson and how are you developing this program? Because what we've done here is, is different and unique and I'm really excited about um, everything that we've built this last year. Well, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you're so uh, into what you do. I am. It is, and it's great. It's That's really nice. It's it's lovely to see people loving what they do. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Do me a little favor. Let's pull that mic a fraction closer oh, to you. Oh, am I too far on, away? On there the we table. Go. There you go. Lovely. <laughs> All right. So we talked about that design, planning, execution. You have a diverse background, too, in both public and private sectors, as well as your own experiences as an entrepreneur and business owner. Alrighty, And throughout those various roles, your driving and central passion has been to support communities in tackling their most vexing challenges through innovative and research-based initiatives. Can you share a couple of the hardest challenges that you think that... Uh you know, you've had to come across. Yeah, so I, I do have kind of a different background um, in, in the business space because I really come in as a researcher. Um, and really, my master's degree program and everything that I was doing was really focused on helping communities solve their big problems. So in Chicago, I was a researcher. I focused on gang violence and how do you um, how do you address gang violence from data-driven and, and scientific-based program development. Um, and then in New York City, I worked at the the NYU Department of Population Health, and we were looking at early childhood programs and how do you support families as they're building themselves um, in really challenging situations. So I, d I like to take on, you know, easy peasy problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's always been exciting. And then when I when I came and I talked to Liz and I really saw her vision for what she was doing with Startup Tucson, I saw this incredible opportunity, um, economic development and, and doing it in a different way than people typically do it. Um, and I think Tucson is this really incredible uh, opportunity to to carve uh, a new model for economic development so that's really how I come at it at the issue and I'm kind of one of those strange millennials who moved to Tucson I think there's a lot of us that are doing it now I left Tucson thinking I would never come back um, but the more and more that I returned after living in Chicago and New York mm -hmm. I fell in love again with the city um, and I see it as uh, something that millennials really want is an opportunity to make a difference and mm -hmm. I think a city like Tucson is somewhere where you are invited to the table your voice is listened to right um, so startup Tucson and well, friendlier West. and smaller you'd want it to be listened to wouldn't you yeah there's, I mean I you mean, wouldn't have a chance in New York and Chicago it is hard Places, it's harder to know. make your voice heard. So that's been that's been a really exciting transition when I moved back to Tucson um, and took on this different challenge than I had been working on in the past. Right. Uh, are you originally a Tucsonan? I would I would say yes. I wasn't born here, but I, I my formative years were definitely in Tucson. Okay, because, yeah. you know, everybody comes back. You know that. There's a dirty <laughs> big magnet under the ground. There uh, is. And when you're born here and you live here and you go away and you spread your sprinkle dust all over the world, you're slowly brought back so that you can contribute to the community. Did you know that? I feel that way. I definitely feel that way. <laughs> it's it's really interesting. The technical term for that, Mark, is a boomerang. Uh, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, I know all about them, I can tell you. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, Dre, a deep understanding of human behavior. You've done it well. I mean, when you've got to evaluate community-wide initiatives in cities like Chicago and New York, 
man, I mean, you know, I'm an outsider, right? I'm from a country that, well, we're a lot smaller, 26 million. You've got more in Texas than what we have in the whole country, in the continent, right? Uh, the sizes of Chicago and New York, getting your way around, I mean... You're going to open any door. You're a beautiful woman. I mean, people are going to open the door for you, but it's a lot more than that, isn't it, Huh? that you've got to come up with? Well, I think that's where it transitions really well to business is understanding how people work and understanding um, really how communities, understanding the psychology. So that's really kind of the background. Um, and then I actually started transitioning using that for marketing. So when brands and businesses want to communicate what they're working on, right. um, you're able to understand how to tap into people's uh what they need and how your product is fitting that need. So really, that is actually a skill set that kind of transitions, is understanding human psychology and how that can apply both to big macro problems, mm. um, like building communities, but then also micro problems. How do I get someone to know that my product is really fitting the need in their life? So mm. it's kind of this um, really interesting intersection that works out well. Fabulous, fabulous. Now, we touched on it before. You're an entrepreneur yourself in business. What, what did you do? What were you in? Oh, so I, um, I'm also a children's book designer. So I'm an illustrator of children's books, and I also do marketing, branding, messaging, um, website building. So I always had this kind of side hustle, right. and then I wanted a way to bring these two worlds together. So that's really um, where Startup Tucson came in. I felt like I had something to provide on the nonprofit side, and how do we build a really crazy, innovative, awesome nonprofit? And then also, what can I provide to entrepreneurs um, to elevate their messaging, their marketing, their brand, um, and tell their story in an even better way? So that was a really good opportunity in an intersection. Like, well, they'll have to out. drag you out of that job in a box, aren't they? I mean, there's no way <laughs> knowing you're going to quit that one. <laughs> Email Tremblay, CEO and co-founder of one of the most exciting companies that the world doesn't even know about yet, but by gee, they're going to. Oh, yes, they will. <laughs> He's an entrepreneur, software engineer, and an RFID veteran. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I just say I'm a nerd. That normally <laughs> gets the point across. So what's the RFID? stand for? stands for Radio Frequency Identification. Uh, it's a lot of things, but it's the underlying technology that allows Apple Pay or Android Pay to work on your smartphone. You know, when you see people like me paying with their phone instead of their credit card or cash, uh, that's the technology we're using when we do it. Amazing, amazing. All right, now, he's Chief Executive Officer of Signet, Inc. That's S-G-N-T. His key functional areas include company vision, direction and strategy, technology development, and fundraising. That's correct. Of all things, out there banging on doors, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've worn out a few sets of shoes the last, uh, the last few months. <laughs> anyway, welcome, uh, Emil, to Tucson Means Business. And you, you're literally it. You mean business in Tucson. I mean, it's fascinating because this show today, we're here we are. We have two ladies who, on the right of Emil, uh, are helping companies like Emil and what Signet is doing from scratch as an entrepreneur with a dream, with a goal, with a wish to get where they're going, all righty? And you can tell us some things. I mean, I know if you told me some stuff, you'd have to shoot me. I understand that. <laughs> but other than that, you're going to be able to share a lot with us. It's your second technology startup, though. But your first. That's correct. I, I, I had a technology startup uh, while well, I still lived in Canada, which did really, really well oh, for a Canadian. little period of time. I'm Canadian. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll allow. Please, we'll forgive you for please. that. Okay. I, I'm also American, just to be clear. Uh, and I, cr I crashed that company to the ground at about 800 miles an hour. So, you know. <laughs> 
uh, with your innovations. Yeah, picked up the pieces, and, and, and here we are. Okay. Uh, first being a Canadian firm, as you mentioned, specializing in the application of RFID. That's right. To industrial inventory invent, inventory management. Yes. Well, what exactly is that about? Yeah, so uh, we mentioned RFID earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the moment I started working with RFID was when I noticed – uh, that a lot of companies where I'm, uh, where I grew up, uh, a province in Canada called Alberta, it's in Western Canada, a uh, lot of industri- industry there, a lot of oil, logging, all that kind of thing, mostly oil, quite frankly. Uh, and when you're doing something like getting oil out of the ground, there's a lot of tools and pieces of equipment and all of these things. And, and I thought, I wonder if this RFID stuff could be useful for, for dealing with that and for tracking that. Uh, and so decided I'd figure out what RFID was and and uh, and apply it. And, and, and it's an incredible technology, absolutely incredible technology. Yeah, it sounds amazing. But we were very much, you know, we built some software, but we were buying our equipment right off the rack. Um, it wasn't until uh, I came to Tucson and thought about ways of dealing with product counterfeiting uh, that we were able to come up with the invention, which is now patent pending, by the way, uh, that underlies the, the, the core value that Signet um, creates today. Well, with more than 15 years of experience in the technology space, uh, you've also had a lifelong track record in sales and leadership. Uh, yes. You basically brought your software engineering background and entrepreneurial spirit to your roles, really, of Signet as co-founder and CEO, haven't you? Absolutely. You know, it's been a wonderful experience for you. Am I correct in saying you are the actual inventor of this breakthrough technology? Yeah, so, I, you know, I'm comfortable saying that, but I do want to say that uh, the co-founder of Signet, Tommy Rompel, who's not here today, mm-hmm. I have him um, squirreled away writing stuff for the National Science Foundation today. Oh, okay. Which we can talk about later. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> yes, hi, Tommy. Um, he, uh, he, his name is also on the patent as an inventor because he okay. came up with some uh, some really important sort of additions to the core idea uh, that, that really mean he, he deserves a place. Fantastic. Uh, on, on well, well, Tommy's an entrepreneur, but he is a sales and marketing veteran, isn't Absolutely, he? Absolutely, yeah. And, he, and he's a Tucson boy. He's, he's, he's the actual operations manager, isn't that, he? That's, of that's right, yeah. And, okay. and he, went to, he went to U of A. He went to Eller. Who hasn't? Uh, well, I haven't. I went to a different <laughs> U of A. <laughs> Do you want to? We could sign you up. <laughs> An honorary degree. I, you know, I have so much free time. Bear down, baby. Canada's a beautiful place. I, I, you know. It sure is. You know, I saw Canada. Where was I? I was in Florida. Florida. That's not Canada. No, hang on a no, minute. Really, where are we going Just with this, minute. Mark? This was Epoch Center I went to. Yes. And there was a dirty big beautiful pavilion yeah right and i went in there and i'd never seen a 360 degree screen before okay all righty smarty and this thing went around 360 degrees and guess what it was all about canada and you actually leaned up against hitching posts you know for horses yeah and you actually you, you know, do that in canada it made you dizzy you because lean up against it covered posts. so much of canada it, it was amazing. Huh. Skiing on lakes at night for people and, and the Mounties, of course. Yes. And all the beautiful countryside, yes. you know. So that's how I saw Canada. But I'll get there one day. Y- you really need to. It's an you amazing know, place. I want to visit some friends I met years ago in Fiji. I'm just trying to think of the name of it. It's a funny name. You may, It's in your province. Banff? No, it's not that one. I'll ask my subconscious. Calgary, Edmonton. Thank you. Calgary. Calgary. Right Cal- near Banff. Can- Calgary's one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a wonderful city. Oh, my, my mother I got it. See, Calgary. it works. How's the subconscious? Saskatchewan. So, uh, 
All right. Saskatchewan. There you go. Yes. yes. Saskatchewan so, is a place in Canada. Uh, it's a, I, I, I joke. It's a, it's a wonderful place. I, I know a lot of people there. It's fantastic. They'd be very proud of you. And it's good that you, you know, tied up with a, with a local in Tommy. And, um, you know, he had a retail business as well and so on. And you can talk a little bit about it. He's done business to business, uh, business to consumer sales, government procurement, e-commerce operations, extensive organizational and logistics experience, right? Absolutely. He was ideal for a signature thing that you're trying to do. Now, what is what I can hear him now saying, tell us, tell us what this signature thing is. Hang on a minute. <laughs> we shall get there. Now, uh, 15 years experience. We covered that email. Share with us uh, email. Emil, Emil, email works. <laughs> you know, I've got it on the brain. <laughs> you know, Mark, I, I just got to tell you, it's funny. Every time I'm at an airport, if I get paged, right. without fail, it's Emily. And, oh, and I know, you know, we're 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 an audio. I. I I am not a beautiful woman. I'm a giant red-haired and red-bearded Canadian. And go. so when I stand up to walk to the gate as Emily, mm -hmm. the looks I get of just terror. Quite amazing, and yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's a great time. If only they knew you when you're a lovely a, you know. Emily. I, I think I do make a lovely Emily. There you go. And, and you know, if they only knew you were going to be a billionaire one day, they'd be very jealous. Share with us how you actually thought of this need, because it's all very well inventing something nobody wants. But to invent something that has a massive need, how did it pop into your head? And you know, did you do anything or were you involved with anybody that this product had to be invented? Yeah, so I mentioned I, I've been working with software for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I also mentioned I was working with RFID for a long time. So one night I, uh, I read a blog post uh, about a guy who went to Walmart and bought himself a nice new iPad. And he's real excited. He gets home. He opens up the box. There's no iPad in there. There's a stack of magazines, <laughs> right, for weight. And, and so he's, you know, understandably uh, upset. He, he throws it all back together, and he, he goes back to Walmart, goes to customer service, and says, hey, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Walmart, can I please, like, have an iPad or, or my money back? And, and they said, well, I'm sorry. We, we just can't help you. And that was a really interesting story, uh, right? Probably what happened is either an employee at Walmart or someone in the supply chain, or maybe even a customer bought it and returned it. But they took the iPad, put the weight in, resealed it with plastic, and, and left it there. And in this scenario, obviously the guy who wrote the blog post is the biggest loser. You know, he's out 800 bucks. Uh, but Walmart doesn't look very good. Like this guy's probably a target customer mm, now, right? Mm. And even Apple doesn't look very good because the next guy, this the, the next time this guy saves out eight, 800 bucks to buy a tablet, maybe he buys a Samsung and not not an iPad, right? It leaves a bad right. taste in his mouth. My word. And so I went to bed and I woke up real early the next morning and I, I laid in bed for three or four hours thinking about this problem kind of like a virtual whiteboard in my head. And I thought, I wonder if RFID can help with this kind of a thing. Hmm. And uh, came up with a way that it could and then realized how bad of an idea it was and then came up with another way it could and realized how bad of an idea it was. And at the end of it all, came up with this really interesting uh, and novel, which I, you know, I, I thought at the time, I hoped at the time was completely novel that no one had ever thought of. Uh, and, and I thought, man, if, if this is a new idea, this is amazing. This could do a lot of things. Mm. So immediately went and started looking. And sure enough, it was a new idea. No one had thought of it. 
And so we filed our patent. We we uh, we built a company, and and here we are today. It all started because now may I ask you, what, was it like three in the morning or was it two in the morning? It was like three in the morning. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and I I've got a thing about that, yeah, you know, because my ideas yeah. come around that time. Yeah, yeah I agree. lately I can't sleep at all. This new moon things doing to me, whatever sure. it is. But I come up sure. with brilliant ideas, uh, but then I forget them. You've got to write them down, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or in my case, spent like like a solid three or four hours just wow. thinking. Right and iterating through an idea. Okay, so get up and you must have been excited. And then, and who did you call first thing in the morning? You know, no one. I uh, I really wanted to um, understand what this thing was. Right. So, with any kind of security application, uh, it's really easy for there to be a flaw in it. Right. Sure. To design a lock, it's really easy right. for for a, a lock picker to to find a flaw to get in there. And so spent a lot of time thinking through if, if this really was the, the thing I thought it was. So, you know, uh, to make a long story short, Mark, I really did that morning lying in bed for three or four hours. A lot of the things that our other guests here today do, mm -hmm. which is help people walk through that process I went through. Right. Right. Of, we're going to get to that. Is this My a word. good idea yeah. or not? It's all right? very well. You thinking it's terrific. Well, you know in your heart from what your background was with software. I mean, let's look at it. Signet seeks to solve product counterfeiting and has created a breakthrough, right? This NSF-funded RFID-based technology that can and will solve the problem, you know, of what you talked about. Yes. Because that is a very serious problem. Right. Right. So, now, so but, we but, can... but, but, but why hadn't anybody done it before? Come on. Yeah. I mean, you can say that about any new idea, right? Why hasn't anybody... Uh, built a road before? Why hasn't anyone in used a wheel before? Why hasn't anyone invented a semiconductor before? It's because all ideas have to be new at some point, even the most elementary ones that we take for granted every day. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just one of those things. Um, I'm a smart guy. I'm no genius. Uh, I happen to have the background of, of the underlying technologies that make this kind of thing possible. And I happen to have read a story that inspired a thought. And, and that's what we came up with. Amazing. It's, it, honestly, man, it's good luck. Oh, it's, it's terrific. And it went on now. Okay, so let's follow the story through. I, I'm fascinated to how you took it from getting out of bed, right? Probably rang mom or somebody i would have been excited and my, my mom was alive then but you can't wait to share it with somebody now had tommy been in your life by this stage yeah so so tommy uh tommy and i've been buddies for a lot of years we actually okay. met playing video games on the line <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah of course right <laughs> he's uh, a nerd remember yeah, yeah yeah tommy's a nerd he's not quite as much of a nerd as me but you know i'm having a positive impact on him i think right yeah. okay okay there you go so you rang tommy and said listen listen we got to get the coffee we got to talk we got to meet yeah so i you know uh, months later i went over to Tommy's place uh, and I drew him a picture of this thing I'd come up with. Months later? Months later, yeah. I, again, I need to think through this, right? Like, is this really a good idea? And in his kitchen, I, I remember it clear as day, a piece of scrap paper, and I drew a, a schematic, a, not a thorough one, of, of how the technology would work. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, th I think this, this might be pretty cool. <laughs> and Tommy goes, yeah, we really, need, we really need to build a business around this, and we really need to patent it. So he saw it virtually straight away. Yeah, he, he, saw, the, he saw the business opportunity instantly. Good on you, Tommy. You're a smart man. That's now, right. what would have happened in life had things do? He said, yeah, mate, but uh, I don't know. You know. Maybe we've got to research if anybody else is doing this, and if there's 
patents pending, and but he wasn't negative at all. Well, we, we of course have to ask ourselves that question, and and due and diligence, we, and we looked into it very much, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and 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 it turned out that. You got more excited. We got more excited. You couldn't believe it, could That's you? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Emile Tremblay we're listening to. He's the CEO and co-founder, uh, entrepreneur, software engineer, general, you know, absolute uh, smart man who invented, um, well, the name is what? Yeah. So, you know, back in the day, if you were a, a king or a pope or something and you wanted to send uh, a message and you wanted the person getting the message to know that it was from you. Uh, you, you had a signet ring, right? And it had your crest or some sort of unique That's right. bit of metallurgy on there. Uh-huh. And then you'd, you'd melt pour the, candle. the red wax, yes, right? And right. then you'd stamp it with your signet ring. Correct. And that's how people would, would know that it was an authentic message. And, and the fact of the matter is until we came along, this is not an exaggeration, until we came along, almost every, in fact, like I'm comfortable saying pretty much every single anti-counterfeiting or, or, or technology that's used to prove authenticity, it's really a signet ring and a piece of wax. Like it has not really improved all that much, right? I mean, maybe you put a hologram on your on mm-hmm. your new smartphone. Well, a month later the counterfeiters are putting the same the same hologram right. on that. And right. our technology is fundamentally different that even if a bad guy um, replicates every little detail right. about our technology. I mean, down to the silicon, down to every transistor, down to every wire, down to everything about our technology mm-hmm. is exactly the same. We'd still know that it was fake. Well, there you go. Uh, our show today is, isn't it amazing? I'm loving today's show. Tucson Means Business here on Tucson Business Radio X, proudly brought to us by the 49ers Golf and Country Club. So where is this club? It's on the right-hand side going east. You know, you don't quite go all the way to Reddington. <laughs> it's way before then. Come on, I'm joking. You just go past the Emil uh, School there, the Emil Gray uh, School. It's on the right-hand side. You're going to come across the, uh, uh, the 10th green first. Then you're going to see a big double gate. You go on in, and then this beautiful restaurant is right ahead of you on the left-hand side, and that's called the Rincon Mountain Grill. They've got a brand new executive chef who doubles up as also the um, food and beverage manager, and she's absolutely loved. You know why? Because she puts her heart and soul into her chefing, and she's marvelous at meeting people, comes out and asks the guests what they think of the new menu and the food, and do they like it? Any recommendations? Any chance? Have you ever eaten there yet, Emil? I'm ashamed to say I have not. Well, you're going to do what I'm doing on Sunday. Yeah. All righty. It's wonderful times at the Rincon Mountain Grill. On the right hand side, you can't miss it. They've got specials all week Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They all vary each night. Everybody does the fish and chips on the Friday night, but hers is special and you can eat all you want. And midweek, it's the lovely uh, pasta where you make up your own dishes. If you like Boston. And then there's, uh, well, look, there's everything. I'm not going to give it all away, but you've got to have a look at it, okay? It doesn't matter if you don't play golf. It's a very social place. Got a beautiful swimming pool, heated. They have wonderful events for children and families. It's a real family uh, place to go to. Okay, the Rincon Mountain Grill. The show today is featuring, and I'm very, very, very pleased to have Liz Pocock, who is the CEO of Startup Tucson, and Dre Vogel, Festival Director of Tend West and Startup Tucson, and Emile Tremblay. He's the CEO and co-founder of Signet.
And let's talk about now how you got into the grips of these people who now charge you 25%. Of Never. You <laughs> they may have earned it. It's a non-for-profit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, uh, I mentioned I'm from Canada. Uh, so when, when Tommy and I had that meeting in his kitchen, when, when we decided that we were going to start this company, I knew nobody in Tucson. I mean nobody. I mean, I knew my neighbor mm-hmm. and my landlord and... Like that was it, uh-huh. right? And so the question quickly became, well, you know, you, you don't you don't start a company in a vacuum. You're always part of a community. You need talent. You need advice. You need all kinds of things. And and so we said, well, what, what's available to us in Tucson? And it turned out that we lucked out. Uh, I lucked out for for being here Uh, because Tucson, unlike very, very many places, like most places, Mm -hmm. has an organization, a nonprofit organization in the form of Startup Tucson that exists for other reasons. But one key reason is exactly for people like us, right, where we have we have an idea, we have a plan, we have the start of a team, the two of us. And we need to go to that next step. We need to meet more engineers. We need to meet more marketing people and sales people and financial people and, and, and really start understanding all the things we don't understand. And okay. Startup Tucson made that possible for us. Now, before that, though, were you not involved with the Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce? So that actually came slightly after we started dipping our toes with Startup Tucson. Okay. But, the, yes, the Metro Chamber of Commerce was actually also a really important um, because uh, uh, they work very hard at us. promoting your business. Amber yeah, Smith they, does a marvelous job, along with Michael, you know. Yeah, they've been absolutely astonishing. They're, they're very professional, aren't they? For such a small town, when I say, you know, a small city, for the work that they do. Yeah, and it was... They just, work hand-in-hand hand with, with you guys, don't they? Yeah, we have an official partnership with Amber. Right, um, okay. We like to joke that we're her and I are married. <laughs> we're professional <laughs> married, and we married our organizations. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are super excited. This partnership started actually kind of through the through a mill and working with Cigna and so right. um, really Tommy really Tommy yeah, yeah. Tommy and Mill yeah, yeah. um, and so uh, we both support each other's organizations we make sure that there's a strong pipeline for startups that are ready to take the next step with the chamber right. um, if you're a member of the Startup Tucson Network you can join the chamber at a reduced rate for your first year mm-hmm. um, to really help bridge that gap from when you're you know really getting started to where the metro comes in and now, does are, are we such talking a great about job. there just locals trying to get started it or are we talking about you know people moving in from other cities people moving in from other cities too so um dre and i i would say get 10 to 20 linkedin um a week every two weeks from people moving here from other cities that are asking about the startup community here that are asking about they're either um people looking to work for startups here or people Mm -hmm. looking to found startups here and so what does the community offer what are opportunities for them what mentorships things are available for them what's quality of life like here this is from Uh, all over america from all over america we get at least one a week one to two new people a week at our weekly startup coffee event that you know we ask everybody to introduce themselves and it's i just moved here from chicago i just moved here from uh san francisco i just moved here from austin um so people are starting to see that tucson is a great place to build a company Mm -hmm. um because you can do that here uh 
with much lo- with much higher quality of life and lower cost of living. And when you're a startup, that's a really important factor. Um, and I think you're seeing that with investors too. It's taking us a little bit of more time to sh- to tell investors why you should want to build startups in Arizona and in right. Tucson. Right. Um, but once they kind of look around and look a little bit closer and uh, you know, don't just think about the 105 degree heat that we're having today and excessive heat warnings, and start to really <laughs> well, think about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just look at the weather channel. That's enough for me. I'd be here in a flash. You right. Know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's lots of America. It's a big country. Yeah. Mind you, Australia is even larger in landmass than America. Mm-hmm. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but, but the not as big here. as Canada. No, no. But everything's big <laughs> in Canada. Hey, man. You know. Um, are there startup? I mean, is this? A, it's. I know it's a not-for-profit, but but are they in other cities? Yes, it's funny. Um, we were just talking about that this morning. So um, there are not startup. Tucson's or Startup Phoenix is startup another Chicago city. There are other okay. there are other organizations that help startups in other cities, but they're all individually led. So there's no national okay. organization. Right. Um, so, but I think ours is unique in that Startup Tucson is a nonprofit that does this work. A lot of times, when this work is done in other cities and larger cities, um, it's for profit uh, institutions that are doing the work. Um, and mm-hmm. so you're seeing they're there's a much higher cost to entrepreneurs and in for early stage entrepreneurs that's just not possible Mm -hmm. so unless you can um i think our model really allows us to be a lot more inclusive so we get technology companies like emil and tommy and signet Mm -hmm. but we also get food entrepreneurs and retail entrepreneurs and you know all all sorts of different people that are trying to start and build a business and one of the things that we i think pride ourselves on is that we are really diverse and our door is open to any kind of business you're going to start whether you continue with on your journey with us or you go work with another organization that's better suited for you. Well, let me understand that. Let me, just let me intervene there if you mm-hmm. don't mind. Yep. You talk about you know software and heavy duty stuff and all that is one yep. world. Yep. But a woman has a crochet unique mm-hmm. pattern design that she believes can go all around the world mm-hmm. and make it easier for women with bad arthritis, yep. men with bad arthritis, mm-hmm. to be able to do that hobby. Yep. Is she just as welcome? Yeah. Same concept. Same concept. Same concept. So what we teach our entrepreneurs is very much focused on um, understanding who your customer is and what problem that you're solving. And that's universal. So that could be the same person as a food truck and what are you going to put on your menu that's different than right. somebody else's menu and how do you really connect to that customer to the crochet example right. to the next the next counterfeiting software. So it's kind of to anti-counterfeiting software. We're all solving problems right. and the problems can be you know, small or large, but you use the same kind of methodology to approach all of them. Well, we've covered what uh, Startup Tucson is doing for Tucson and entrepreneurs. Dre, let's dig it a little bit more into 10 West. You know, is there something you'd like to share with us about the overview of 10 West, if you like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 10 West is a 10-day festival that happens in October. Each day has a different theme. Um, and... So we see it very much in line with our economic development goals as part of Startup Tucson. So Startup Tucson was the founder of this festival, but we are no longer the only organization. We work with 60 different organizations and partners to put this together. Um, And what I really love about it, it's a community play. Everyone who would like to participate in the festival um, is invited. Everybody has a role. That's our tagline. Everybody has a role. Discover yours. Um, It's really about 
bringing Tucson together and telling the stories of innovation and impact and change that are happening right here. Because we realized about five years ago that um, there wasn't a place where if you don't know about what's happening in the technology sector here, it'd be very hard to find out about it. Or if you don't know what's happening in sustainability and social impact, it'd be hard to find out about it. Um, so this is really a festival that brings everyone together. It's a very low ticket price. So tickets are only $25 for a whole 10 day conference. I mean, it, the, at South by Southwest, the tickets like this for the level of education and networking um, and experiences you'd get would be $2,000. Okay, so for, for, for listeners, when they get to hear this podcast now, um, 10 days, mm-hmm. $25 only a ticket. Mm-hmm. And where would you go? Uh, is it all indoors? Um, so we really center around uh, the Tucson Convention Center. So uh, you, a lot of the conference days are there, but then there's also activities that are happening at Tucson Meet Yourself, at the MSA Annex, um, at Congress Hotel. So there's little activities that are oh. also happening. Okay. So you can have a lot of those professional development days, um, but then there's also things happening in the evening, mixers, experiences, entertainment that are all built into it. So okay. Does it touch? on the film world at all? Um, Yeah, so this year we're really excited about our first ever Southern Arizona Film Summit that's part of 10 West. Um, so we actually have a professional development track for film professionals as part of our creative conference. Um, and as part of that, uh, we will actually be bringing in a ton of managers and LA talent to come and talk about uh, film from around the country and really help professionalize our film industry here, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting. So um, okay. that's the first time event, and it's the only one in Arizona. That's great. He organized all- When you say six other organizations. It sounds massive, you know. It is, <laughs> but it's wonderful. Give us an idea who they are, so the who they would is, be. Is that we're that Startup Tucson is not programming the content in areas that we don't know about. So Startup Tucson programs the content for idea funding. That's about entrepreneurship, and that's a Thursday, October October seventeenth. Um, but when we really want to know who's doing the most interesting dynamic work in uh, in technology, we're going to want to work with companies like Hexagon. We're going to want to work with Pima who's doing really innovative stuff with the fourth industrial revolution. We're going to want to work with our partners at the University of Arizona in space um, and and the built environment with Kapla. So we really go to the people who are doing the cutting edge work in that area and they help us program. They tell us who are the speakers that we need to have, ah, who are the stories we need to elevate about, in our right. lives. Right. So each day has a little committee of the people that are doing the best work in that and they um, you know, they really are the all-stars and they help us make sure that each of the content days is top level, really, really a strong demonstration of our local heroes, but also bringing in national inspiration to elevate our conversation. In its own way, it is like a film festival where you'd go from day to day or theater to theater or show to show. And you're talking about and you're sharing and showing entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. business, Mm -hmm. uh, future business. Mm -hmm. Uh, These boys going to be on display or Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. Yeah. So we were on display last year. So Mm -hmm. uh, uh, October of 2018, we, uh, we... applied to pitch at idea funding one of the days of 10 west centered around innovation and entrepreneurship fabulous and leading up to it was really important because we got this really great coaching on our pitch right you know our first pitch our, our coach is looking at us saying i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they they worked really well with us and really you know um sort of tightened the thumb screws and 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 helped us get our pitch into a really good spot now we did not win uh actually a really great company out of phoenix did uh what we did win however was the people's choice award 
We got Love voted it. by the attendees. Ah, congrats policy. on that. Thank you. And it, that was like a really important moment. The, the, and by moment, I mean process. Uh, that coaching, the pitching, getting up in front of All right. uh, Tucson. So, so as far as business. you're concerned, the, the whole 10 West deal is very relevant. It's amazing. It, it was, and it needed was a for vital Tucson. part of our story. right? Needed. So at that moment in time, we were, Tommy and I in my townhouse, mm-hmm. and that happened, and then National Science Foundation grant came through, and then a bunch more stuff. We're now 13 people. Uh, like, we're growing like crazy. Yeah. We're making so much progress. It's it's incredible. And, and it really started, uh, in some sense, with Idea Funny. That's exciting. That's exciting. And, Dre, what kind of thought leadership can attendees expect to discover, do you think, of the festival this year? This year... We have some really, really exciting events that are um, that are coming that are new. Um, so, in partnership with Mayor Rothschild, we're having a day called Building Innovative Cities, um, and we are bringing in a whole lineup of national of national speakers, including uh, three mayors of some of the most innovative mayors in our country. And they're going to be talking about how they built innovation districts in their communities, mm. how they built smart cities. Um, this is going to be a huge event. We're looking at 900, 1,000 people coming to this of Arizona's top uh, thinkers and stakeholders. Wow. And really, how do you build a new type of community for um, for the future that we have? So that's going to be really exciting. We're going to be talking about transportation of the future. We're going to be talking about uh, workforce development of the future. We're going to be talking about um, Really awesome organizations like the Aspen Institute um, are going to be featured there. And we're really Tech excited. Stars. Tech Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hively, uh, one of the founders of Tech Stars, um, that really focuses on city and community development and building. They're going to be a Fabulous. Well, you'll be touching on green areas as well and, and bu- new buildings of the future. On our sustainability and social yeah, impact day, we will be talking a lot so. about food systems um, and how uh, sustainability, technology, and uh, food farm to table type uh, innovations can really help Tucson stand out and be put on the map as a national uh, treasure of sustainability and social impact. Okay, let me ask you this one. Why do you think organizers and partners like the U of A think that cross-pollination between the arts, tech and science is valuable uh, for innovation in in, in Southern Arizona? Yeah, this is a really interesting question. Um, so something that's really taken 10 West to the next level, this is our fifth year and it will be our by far most massive awesome year. Um, but we really that's enabled by our partnership, our strategic partnership with the University of Arizona. They have written 10 West Festival into their strategic plan for the next five years. Um, and they really see it as a play of putting Tucson on the map. Um, and we're also really thankful for our support through the Arizona Commerce Authority from state support. Um, companies like Hexagon, Nextrio, the Thomas R. Brown Foundation, big players in our mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. Um, are all really getting behind this. And the reason they're doing that is because they understand that when you have a multidisciplinary, cross-disciplinary uh, conference like this that brings people from different spaces, that's where innovation is born. Sure. That's where you're getting ideas. I'm a technologist, but I'm going to this creative conference and I'm meeting people who are solving problems in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where it's a hotbed of, of really in, that's where the fun stuff happens. Right. Um, when you get out of your silos and you start interacting with people who are different, who have a different perspective, different training, um, and that's when you start to build really strong companies um, is when you start to 
bring down these barriers. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I've just got uh, some new equipment as well for being able to do remote broadcasting. Oh, oh. really? <laughs> I just thought okay. I'd drop that in right there. You know, wow. you know. come live and local from <laughs> 10 West? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't be nice to be at the festival. I'll get some help with maybe Kathleen Gonzalez and yourself <laughs> and young Liz over there. And and Dre and Liz don't have anything to do with You drop in, days, you know, because right? we, yeah, oh, there's yeah. so many people to interview. So, there many, are so many wonderful. From all over the country. From yeah. all over the country. Yeah, yeah, each day has a national keynote this year. We're oh, very excited fabulous. about that. Really okay. excited. Pixar will be coming in. That relates to the work that you do and oh, storytelling. Yeah. Well, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm battling. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely. just starting. You know, I'm trying to do my thing. How are the tents? Uh, tents. How are the events ticketed? Tell me how that works. Yeah. Okay. So this is what's really crazy and insane about this festival <laughs> is that you are getting this incredible experience for twenty five dollars. So you buy one passport, and that gets you into all the education events. Now, there is some add-on experiences. For example, there's luncheons, and that's a hard cost for us. So um, you'll have an add-on of like $35 uh, for that particular event. So you can go on, you can buy the passport, and you can explore all sorts of different free content with that passport. Hmm. Um, And then we don't expect people to just take off work and do 10 days like we are obviously going to be there at everything. Um, But you can sort of focus in if you're an educator. Look at the education day and, and really focus on that. But then think about maybe attending some of the stuff on the weekend or the evenings and really networking outside of your circle right and and your best advice for the listeners how they can get involved yeah, absolutely. So tickets are going on sale soon at 10west.com. So absolutely go and check that. We'll have the full schedule with all the speakers and the descriptions. And you can explore and dig into everything that's happening on that day. Um, we are absolutely looking for volunteers, for mentors. Um, if you have a company that you think would be valuable to reach these 15,000 of the most innovative, interesting people in our region, absolutely reach out to Liz. Um, and you could be a sponsor. Your ho- company could be highlighted there. We're also looking for creatives who want to just participate and build something fun and interesting and cool that could really um, Mm. increase the atmosphere. So again, everybody has a role. Discover yours at 10 West. Um, We truly believe that. And that's built into the whole way the festival is organized. I like that. I like that. That runs off. Everybody has a, you know, discover yours at 10 West. Exactly. One other thing I'll add, Mark, is that right now our um, pitch application is open for idea funding. And so, um, at, on October 17th, there'll be a main stage pitch competition. The it's grand like prize, Tank. It's like Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Grand prize is $25,000 mm-hmm. for the winning team. There's also smaller rooms with $5,000 When you room. say winning team? Winning company. Okay. So, like, similar to Signet, they competed last year. Right. Um, five this is open to everybody? Open to everybody. So, there's an application live right now at StartupTucson.com. Right. StartupTucson.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll be there. Just yeah. go in and fill. It doesn't matter whether you're a little fry. Absolutely. Or you're up against, you know, heavy dudes over here. You yeah. know what I mean? Now yeah. they're the big league. You know the, what I mean? The requirement is that you're an Arizona-based company. So, you do have ah. to be from Arizona. So, we are limited a little bit in, in our scope. But, um, so, you can apply now. It's a quick application. Um, if you're selected, you'll go through pitch training that Mill was talking about, okay. um, mm-hmm. and then you have the chance to compete for 25k. Right, that's interesting. Well, uh, Marvel, I'm a mentor this year in the fast pitch. Mm-hmm. I've been asked to do yep. that, so that's mm-hmm. going to be something new for me too. Yeah, to be exciting and great. But that sounds terrific. 25 G's. Who's mm-hmm. putting that up? UA Venture Capital. So really? Fletcher McCusker's right. new venture capital. Now we. 
We don't have a lot of time left for me to go through 64,000 things. You're very thorough, Liz. I love I that about you. You said 10 questions. No, no, no. <laughs> I, didn't, like I, don't, I don't mean that. I don't, I don't mean that. I'm not talking about what we should oh, touch on. I'm referring it. to that page. Oh, that's just to be posted now, on your website. to our <laughs> listeners, get, if you go to TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, TucsonBusinessRadioX.com, you're going to see um, headshots of our guests today, all their bios, everything about them, stories. But more importantly, you're also going to see all the links, okay, where StartupTucson.com, 10West.com, there's the guest LinkedIn URL, Twitter, uh, Tweet Tweets and all of those, the Facebook page URL, SEO keywords, Startup and Entrepreneurship, Instagram is even in there. Good Lord. Hashtag StartupTucson, hashtag 10WestFest. Yeah, hashtag 10WestFest. <laughs> Look, everything's there, okay, and go for that uh, 25 smackaroos. I mean, you didn't have a chance to like some like that did you you, you, you know yeah and uh, like this is gonna sound like i'm i'm uh not being truthful but 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 it really is the money's not the point so whether you win or not it's not the point the the process you go through is so much more valuable than twenty five thousand dollars. of course so i just encourage anyone that thinks that they might want to pitch at idea funding next year do it this year. Go through the process. We'll see how far you go, but you'll learn something. Okay. Between the three of you, what's the biggest difficulty facing selling Tucson to investors slash partners? I'll go first, Emil. Yeah. Yeah, I'll start. I mentioned I was you know, wearing out a few sets of shoes. You've got a minute. The last <laughs> uh, it, it's that Tucson is not known as an entrepreneurial hub yet. Yet. Um, and, and once we explain why Tucson's a great place for us, right? So the, the, the community and ecosystem that we've been talking about all this time, uh, the university, the, the community college, the cost of living, mm -hmm. the, 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 the quality of life outside of the summer, at least for a Canadian boy like me, um, you know, it, it, then they go, oh, I get it, right? One of our board members was here last week. We were talking. He's from San Francisco. There's one neighborhood in San Francisco that has 6,000 startups, Right. Well, I've heard about this. So, so I, I, I'm just trying to imagine what that's like. I mean, first of all, I don't know how you can afford to live. I don't know how you can afford to have an office. I don't know how you can afford to In Frisco, compete. it's pretty expensive, isn't it? Right, and compete for talent when you're competing against 5,999 other right. startups. Right, right. Uh, we, don't, we don't have all of that here. We have, we have a lot of great things going. Right. Uh, and so it's just a matter of communicating that. that that's the only thing holding us It back. almost sounds like, you know, uh, this is heaven compared I, I to anywhere so. else. You know what I mean? I think so. Tucson, baby. Head Absolutely. to Tucson. Head where? I've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, do you want to add anything to that? No, I think that's exactly right. So I think for us, when we talk about uh, 10 West and what we're doing with the festival and kind of the goal of it being an impact festival is that it's meant to tell that story. Right. So it's meant to tell that story nationally where we're attracting national speakers to mm -hmm. come and check out what's happening here that we'll get back to those communities. We're attracting uh, regional attendees. We're uh, we're getting a lot of press for what's happening and in Good. Tucson and really highlighting that. And so I think that's been our biggest challenge is that Tucson doesn't tell its own story well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? It's going to be great for beds, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Just as well we're building more beds mm -hmm. in this place, you know. Yep. <laughs> it's going to get that way. Dre, your, your outlook on that? Yeah, I think um, I think areas that we've that we've we're in this time of immense growth right now. So 
we are, our tech sector has grown 90%, an article just came out. Um, and we have new investor companies that are coming here. I think one of the hardest parts is sort of this mentality that you run into a lot. Well, oh, there's not this. This hasn't ever happened. It's never been like, there's a kind of a little bit of like a, a fear. A naysayer. Of, mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. of change. And, and, um, and we're really trying to be as thoughtful and inclusive and inviting everybody to be well, at the table for y- this. You know, Tucson's always had that attitude too. There's a group <laughs> of people that never want to see it go anywhere, never get it larger, never grow, never do anything. Just stay the small, soft little country town that it is, relax, have the snowbirds come in and life's beautiful and peaceful. I compared think, to, I think there's wow. an amazing model. I don't think that we say, okay, we want to be Austin. Okay, we want to be Portland. Because that's that. the way that they grew was was very, um, there's a lot of problems with it. But I don't think that there's anything stopping us from creating a new model of growth where you're doing smart growth, where you're preserving right. the, the culture and what is fabulous about this place, um, where you're really uh, identifying and ensuring that all communities are benefiting from it. I think that we can do smart growth. And I think... Um, that we can do it better than anyone else. Well, I think between you and Liz (laughs) and the wonderful work you guys are doing with Startup and 10 West, you're to be absolutely, you know, congratulated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bricks tears to my eyes. (laughs) 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 It's just, you know, I, I mean, I live in the city. You know, I'm just proud to be part of it. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. I want to ask one last question because we've got to get out of here now. And I'll start with you, Dre, if you don't mind. All right. It's a personal business question because we have young people listen and they really we have some terrific shows uh, on this station, uh, on our network that educate people. And from Ask the Gals with social media through to psychology work, God knows what. If you were advising young people now with your career and, and look at the smarts you've got, look what you've done, look what you've achieved and look where you are now. What was the biggest mistake you think you made career-wise that if you had a chance to go back, you wouldn't do it again? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you had not to go on first. our list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think the big transformation in my career came when I realized that um, – I didn't have to follow the same path that was okay. For, you know, I always worked very hard. I wanted to be the best in all my classes. I wanted to get the best education. I went to the best schools. Um, and there was sort of this pipeline without ever really thinking of like, what is it that I'm going to look back on my life and be proud of and really excited that I can say uh, I built this. Um, and so there was a transformation when I just stopped trying to be the best at something that someone else had created mm-hmm. and try to uh, carve a new path for myself. Um, and actually a lot of that inspiration come from meeting Liz and Liz was like, Hey, I'm doing this big, crazy, insane thing. Do you want to come do it with me? And I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that was certainly no mistake, was it? <laughs> but the, 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 the message of encouragement, never look back, maybe? Um, I think it's dream. really think about your values and ensure that the life choices that you're making in your business is something that you're proud of and you're excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's something that you want to do every single day for your life. There you go. And what about you, Liz? Uh, so I would say I did mine's kind of maybe similar to Dre's. Um, I had a path through law school and kind of what you do after law school. And I did international economic development for a long time and really liked that. Um, But the one thing I didn't like in that position was that I kept trying to find projects to work locally. So we were working in Africa and Latin America and all that stuff was really exciting. But I kept trying to get my office that was based in Tucson, which is an amazing hidden gem here that we have called the National Law Center. But I kept trying to find a way for us to like find a local project 
And instead of being true to myself and really understanding, well, the reason you keep doing this is because you want to work locally and you really want to build your local economy. I just kept trying to like find ways. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have leaned into that a little bit earlier because I think I could have started this work earlier. There you go. So for you, it's like maybe you held yourself back a little bit. Yeah, I think I held myself back thinking like, don't do that. This is what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do international law. So Mm -hmm. just stick with this and you'll eventually find a way to work locally. And instead, I think at that, like when I had that shift in, I love Tucson and I want Tucson to build to be a city that I want to raise my family in, mm-hmm. I should have leaned into that a little bit earlier. Okay, wonderful advice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And lastly and quickly, Emil. Same question. Yeah, of course. You're not getting off easily. Yeah, you know, uh, in many ways I've had a very blessed life, but it hasn't been all smooth sailing. I've had some rough patches. Um, I've succeeded at some things. I've failed at some things. Uh, the, the answer is I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be at this table today as the person I am if any one little thing were different. But I would say that it's really important that every day, to the extent you're able, you learn something. Um, be open. Be open. Be, be curious. Very good. I think that's very important. Emil Tremblay, CEO and co-founder, Signet, you're going to hear about them, Dre Vocal, Festival Director of 10 West and Startup Tucson, and Liz Pocock, CEO of Startup Tucson. Thank you so much. What a wonderful show. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Thank you. Join us again on Tucson Means Business soon. Thanks to the 49ers Golf and Country Club on Tagaverde Road. <laughs> <laughs>